0: hello i'm thomas carulis and i'm Jerry reeves today is something new entirely uh, we again will is on his hiatus and so i thought hmm so i started thinking about all the things that will doesn't like and that we'd never be able to do. And I thought about this man, I was turning, I'm literally speaking like David Lynch as as we start. And Uh I started thinking about this man. Man. Who lives in my apartment and he likes David Lynch. And I thought, what if we did nine episodes in the month of August? all about mm. David Lynch. And I asked him and he said, yes. Yes. <laughs> so this does start our nine month almost complete retrospective. We have um, removed uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me uh, from our list of uh, Lynch features because uh, I want to do that in the middle of when we properly do Twin Peaks. I feel like yeah. uh, I want to talk about Firewalk with me after we talk about um, the proper uh, season one and season two. Great yeah. uh, right way to do. It. Yeah, uh, but we are uh, beyond that talking about uh, his nine feature films, um, nine of the ten uh, in chronological mm-hmm. order in the months of August, starting today on Monday the second of August uh, with. <laughs> Razorhead, the film that started it all. Shot over five years uh, because okay. five he, years needed to to <laughs> <laughs> he needed to get budget. He needed to get budget. Then he lost budget. Make the money, yeah. rebuild the sets, make the sets again. Um, lots of his friends. Uh, Jack Nance, the lead of this film, is was a very close friend at the time. He was uh, was he dating or married to Catherine Coulson? I think he was married. Yeah, married to Catherine Coulson, uh, who Twin Peaks fans will know better as the log lady. And um, <laughs> uh, they just shot for five years intermittently. And to say it was shot over five years, I think it's quite incredible that, not that it's a good product. I'm not surprised at that. Well, no, I am a bit surprised at how accomplished it is for a debut film. Yeah. Um. But all in all, I'm surpri- what surprises me most is that you wouldn't necessarily guess that it was shot over five no. years.
1: Very consistent with how it looks.
0: Yeah. I'd There's say. a distinct visual consistency, especially when I heard that they um, tore down the sets and then rebuilt them once they had the money. I was, you know, quite baffled. I mean, yeah. they're very abstract sets in their own way. Mm. But, um, Yeah. And and the fact that Jack Nance yeah, more or less yeah. looks the same,
1: I know. We kept <laughs> that hair uh, for uh, five years.
0: <laughs> I've got um, in the fun facts, uh, Catherine's uh, the way that she did it. Uh, she was the head the hairdresser, and she sorted out his hair for five years. And um, yeah, yeah. It's um, when people talk about David Lynch, they talk about oh, it's weird, it's experimental. There's no plot. Yeah. All of his films do have plots. Yeah. Uh, This one has a plot, and I think of all of them, this is the one that people say is most abstract. But in many ways, I think Inland Empire is certainly more abstract. I just think people know a razor head more.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you completely. I could could actually describe this film.
0: (laughs) 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 I, I don't know if I could describe the plot. Before we dive into um, *Eraserhead*, I, what's your experience with Lynch? Full stop. Do you remember that? I think we've talked about. I. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, we filmed these out of order. But what's your yeah. what's your relationship? I know your relationship with Lynch now, but where did that start?
1: Um. Okay, so it started with *Twin Peaks*, the original nineteen. 19- Ninety-one series. Um, it's weird because I. Do you know the game Silent Hill?
0: <laughs> I know of the game Silent Hill. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a yeah. gamer, but I know that that has spooky small town vibe and has big yeah. influences.
1: Yeah, I heard that Twin Peaks kind of inspired that, so I wanted to watch that. Well, so I wanted to watch Twin Peaks, which is weird. It's just how I came across it, um, and then I watched all of it. My parents had seen it Uh, and then I was particularly interested in the last episode because it just seemed such a drastic step up Mm. back to quality after the dip when uh, David left.
0: And certainly a a step firmly more into the experimental. Um, Yes. Yeah. and uh, in many ways, twenty-five years apart, but um, you know what we were going to get with the return uh, when yeah, we eventually got the return.
1: Yeah. Um, um, so then I, I finished the the original series, and then I watched. Uh, I think I watched Blue Velvet mm. first, and then I watched Mulholland Drive. Um, Blue Velvet, I enjoyed. And then Mulholland Drive, I loved.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I started, and then I I didn't really get back to it for a while until maybe about a year and a half before the return started. Mm. They hadn't announced that when it was, you know, that it was coming on May twenty first, twenty seventeen. Mm. Yet, um, and I rewatched all Twin Peaks, and then I watched all of his films uh, in a random order. Actually. I watched Inland Empire, half of it. Um, and then I was like, no. <laughs> and, then, and, and now I, like, I love it. but
0: Island Drive is definitely my favourite uh, Lynch film. And um, I, in my run of articles about uh, best films of the decade, I declared it as the greatest film of, of the 2000s. Uh, Mm -hmm. However, my my famous story uh, with Mulholland Drive is that I only watched the first half for a very long stretch of time Mm -hmm. because I came into Lynch at a very young age and uh, I watched all of the first half and I was like, oh, this is incredible. I love this. And then Betty Switch, Mm -hmm. Betty Diane Switch, and uh, there's a lot of nudity and masturbation at that point. And uh, that was the point that my dad walked into the living room. And so I whacked. Turned it off because, oh, you know, I wasn't going to get past the argument. I wasn't, you know, no, no, yeah. no, I'm I, I, I'm just enjoying the movie. I'm <laughs> not watching it because of Naomi Watts' no. breasts. And, um, and, and then I never got around to watching the second half for, for some time. Uh, so for me, it was not necessarily a happy ending, but just a <laughs> nice little hour and a half. Oh, what are all these weird scenes? Um, oh. <laughs> uh, delightful, but of course, after seeing... All of Muller Holland Drive, it, it, it. I, I was going to say it's his masterpiece, but he's made multiple masterpieces. yeah, um, yeah. starting with Eraserhead, um, beautiful black and white, mm. uh, and we got that back to that a bit in the return, uh, with, yeah. with um, some of part eight, and yeah. um, and it's it's and obviously Elephant Man follows that. Um, which I think is even more gorgeous, black and white. Oh, I God. was watching um, the my boring old DVD. I'm yet to uh, splurge out on the Eraserhead Criterion. You, I believe you watched oh. the beautiful Blu-ray. How was it? I do, oh, my God. It was
1: beautiful.
0: <laughs> um, I had the the old
1: edition UK Blu-ray of Eraserhead.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and then I got the Criterion, and the difference is just
0: extraordinary fantastic
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: watching just... movies on your fucking phone <laughs> get real <laughs> it's the get real that say that doesn't save it it's already say it's already yeah. one uh but get real on a fucking telephone it's true oh yeah, yeah i i <laughs> i can i can't imagine i mean there was a lot of memes when tenet came out um yeah. You know, this is the best, the idea. And also Irishman as well. And I don't understand why people think it's so funny to make fun of these filmmakers who have had to sell their souls to Netflix to get movies made and them just saying, please just watch it in one night. Please yeah. just watch it all at once. Um, there's lots of stuff about Lynch um, not having chapter selection, uh, which yeah. was another reason I uh, didn't get around to watching the second half of Mulholland Drive for a while because I couldn't just I couldn't just oh, oh, wait. Why am I picking a picture <laughs> frame and a vase? What am I supposed oh, yeah. to know on the yeah. Mulholland Drive Blu-ray and DVD is, It's just a picture of uh, Diane uh, Diane's aunt's uh, room, and it's like, am I, is that a vase? Am I? Oh, it, it, was there a vase in the scene? I can't remember. Oh, God. Um, and I get it. He, yeah. he wants films to be watched. Yeah. He wants his films to be experienced in one block, um, and and I and I do get it in a, on a first watch, I guess, but um, on on rewatchers, come on, David, give us give us a chance of selection. Come on, David. get real, <laughs> get real. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but the Criterion uh, audio quality, I thought, was much better. I heard oh. things that I've never heard whilst watching it before.
0: Well, I think that's one of the biggest legacies of a Razorhead. Yeah. Is that, I mean, and all of Lynch's career, but I think as a sound piece, Mm. a second Mm. to none. I mean, that industrial. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to ruin this now. (laughs) I didn't have many Tom's big questions. My one big question was Is this the best subtitles a movie ever has? Here are some examples. Okay. Mechanical low fizz. Heavy clank of industrial machines wow. whining of machinery, heavy thump, creaking, <laughs> cosmic drone indistinct drone drone increases abrupt silence and then over the credits, theater organ plays stride jazz music <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Wow <laughs> I
0: mean um, I mean
1: there's, there's the the return. Subtitles mm. with
0: ethereal ruinous pushing,
1: <laughs> uh, curtains
0: <laughs> watering. They are very good. Uh, the sound design in this is, is, is pitch perfect. Yes. So bizarre and immediately, immediately we are zoned. I think when it comes to debut features, people, you know, it's always a plus when they're great, which this one Mm. is, but there's something to be said for me about a debut feature that already solidifies the tone Mm. and quality um, of work that we're going to see moving forward. You know, I think Paul Uh, Thomas Anderson's uh. Hard Eight was obviously yanked from him, but in Hard Eight, you can see every movie that comes next. In Reservoir Dogs, you can see every Tarantino movie. Pardon me. And in Eraserhead, Mm. you can see the entire Lynch canon in more ways than one.
1: and especially with the the camera techniques he uses mm. um, and just the edits mm. especially they're still in twin peaks the return like mm. decades later
0: and uh, we'll see what what shape uh is whether it's a, a, a film a limited series uh, we have no idea at current but uh, it's very very exciting
1: i saw him. oh no go on bit, size thing uh Twin Peaks Productions wasn't Twin Peaks
0: Productions still involved with it right which I mean if by all accounts the return was a very successful and happy production Um, (laughs) and by all accounts there was no I mean obviously there's the famous behind-the-scenes clips about how long a fucking scene should be you know all those great clips. <laughs> and no I room l- to dream. <laughs> I can spend forever in the fireman's. <laughs> we could have, you know, there's no time to get dreamy. And you know what I love? A behind-the-scenes no bullshit documentary. And the mm. return had eight hours of it on that incredible yeah. Blu-ray. I've got I've got it here. It's yeah. that glorious. Look at that. Um. <laughs> and just eight hours of just no bullshit filter. And you know, they're both called David, but uh, beyond that, I think there's a lot more to it, of um, David Byrne and David Lynch. David Byrne of the Talking Heads. And on the surface, they are both so pretentious in their, in their media. Like, you look at the Talking Heads' Stop Making Sense concert, and he's dancing around, and behind him is a projector screen that projects consumerism, supermarkets, and it should be so cringy. And with mm. David Lynch, it should be so pretentious. You know, these exper- experimental, you know, e- extended sequences of, of nothing, some might say. Yeah. But there is such a sincerity. Exactly. To him as a creator and, um, and the, the characters within I think people often forget. I mean, less so with Twin Peaks. Half of the things people talk about with Twin Peaks are the characters. But in all of yes. his films, the characters and yes, the narratives and the plots in a lot of them are just as excellent as the visuals.
1: Yeah. Especially in Eraserhead as well. Because mm. um, it's like in the scene with the Eraser. Mm. Factory being yeah. My girlfriend was with that for was with me for that scene.
0: How and how did you find it? What, did you drop her in halfway through? It's yeah. hard enough to follow from the start.
1: Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> and what uh, did you think of the pencil factory?
1: She she managed to predict that his head would be turned into an eraser.
0: <laughs> she was like, That's right, David Lynch, I've beaten you. <laughs> there you go, David. Um, yes. Which reminds me, we skipped YouTube comments. Oh, okay. And I'll get to YouTube comments now, because one of them is this. Um, I honestly thought a razor head was referring to the main guy's haircut.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people have that. <laughs>
0: it's just like an eraser, like, psh, yeah. you know. The deformed baby is downright disturbing, literal nightmare fuel. Also, damn you. (laughs) Eraserhead is one of my mum's all-time favourite movies. On an unrelated note, I had an interesting childhood. (laughs) Eraserhead is like watching your friend's parents fighting. I always interpreted Mary's dad to be a manifestation of American traditional masculine stoicism. Taken to the point of psychopathic delusion and a rejection of empathy, I think Henry sees Mary's dad as an example of what he is expected to become. Certainly. I think this was
1: the first time I was dying of laughter at (laughs) that (laughs) scene.
0: Well, that's another thing, isn't it? People just don't talk often enough about how funny these movies are. Yeah. I mean the elephant man isn't as funny. That's a rather that's a rather sad dr- human drama. But um mm. but there is such such humour in these films. Even
1: in inland empire.
0: Even in an even in them all, in the most the abstract in yeah. this film <laughs> brutal fucking weather.
1: Huh?
0: Okay. Um uh. What was the bit where you were laughing out loud? Um, (laughs) When he was
1: talking about his arm, and then he's like, I need to cut this. And then he just immediately turns to Henry, like, do you want to cut the chicken? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even like a change of sentence. He sent me a
0: very funny message last night saying, um, Meet the Parents has changed a lot since (laughs) I last (laughs) saw (laughs) it. Which I found very funny because as much as Meet the Parents is the ideal comedic um, version of meeting step-parents, in many ways, through its bizarre experimental nature, there is no more apt... I've been very lucky, actually, with 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 uh, meeting the in-laws. I, I had nice in-laws in my first relationship. Um, no. So it wasn't terrifying. No. But the dread of that first meeting is no better (laughs) (laughs) realised than on a base level you know on a base level the movie is about um coming a a industrial worker well no that's not even specified actually a guy who lives in an industrial wasteland doesn't he say he works as a printer yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he works as a printer and he um, impregnates this woman. <laughs> and
1: Did you and Mary have sexual intercourse?
0: Oh, I don't think you uh, should uh, <laughs> ask that. And they have the baby. They don't even know if it's a baby. Mm-hmm. And the baby is this monstrous thing. And uh, he is left with the baby by his girlfriend. She just can't take it, you know. Yeah. Um, and eventually he can't take it and he kills it. And then he goes yes. to heaven. Yes. Along the way, there are extended dream sequences where he tries to escape the horrors of his real life. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is wonderful. And then the horrors of his real life creep into them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and then in the end, yeah, he goes to heaven mm. with the lady in the radiator. Yeah. Am I missing anything? <laughs> um I mean the, the woman next door. Yeah what, what, yeah, what what's your interpretation of that? Temptation, um, sexual yeah. temptation? Infidelity,
1: yeah. or just dissatisfaction and loneliness. I'd say loneliness, actually, Mm. because he's left with this baby who he's kind of of scared of Mm -hmm. in the film, I think. Which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be. Um, And then he just finds this woman. Well, she's next door. You see her once and then you see her again and she comes over and then you see her again right before the end um and i think he's looking for companionship and then she sees the baby and she's kind of freaked out yeah. and then there's that bit at the end as well where she's in the hallway with her other man mm. and she looks at him and then he has the baby's face for a head
0: yeah it's that thing of i always see i always saw that as um she possibly was flirting with him in that first meeting Mm -hmm. and it's that thing of oh you can't have what you can't want sorry you can't have you you want most what you can't have
1: yeah
0: uh and then she now sees him as the baby it's that weird thing of oh i will that image of that child i can never remove you from that image to the literal point of i look at you and i see that horrific thing
1: yeah i mean there's, there's a thing about people who are looking for relationships and then if the other person has like a child, they're hesitant to go into that because there's a lot of responsibility. Mm. So, if, if you're looking at it in the way that you said, you could say that it's like that. She just sees the child and doesn't want to be near that at the
0: moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rough, rough stuff. Very, um, you're a Twilight Zone person. As we know, uh, you you were on a, a Christmas special bonanza. Have you seen a "Perchance to Dream" with the Cat Lady? Give me a second. With the guy uh, where he, he's he's afraid of falling asleep uh, because he'll have a heart attack. Oh, that's my favorite one. <laughs> it's a great one. And then, um, <laughs> and um perchance, yeah, Richard. I think Richard Beaumont. Or, no, sorry, uh, Richard Matheson. Oh, Charles, yeah. oh shit, I'm terrible. Uh, but um, I write all these fucking articles about the Twilight Zone, I can't even, um, <laughs> but um, I, I was getting that vibe, that sort of, cause yeah, mm. loneliness, but also I think the temptation element of, I'm now in a marriage or relationship, um, yeah. you know, we, we, we like Jack Nance's lead. Mm. I like Henry, because Jack Nance is such a emotional performer okay. in his face
1: yeah and humorous um, mm. in yes. the criterion hmm. uh you know the booklet that comes with it i should yes yes Um there's a bit where they talk about how david and jack nance would go over the scenes loads and loads because apparently jack nance is really deliberate hmm. with how he wants to act hmm.
0: yeah that was pr- maybe one of my favourite parts of the entire return. Mm. Was the in part seventeen, I think. Um, yeah. Was yeah, the it's, re- it's seventeen. Was the return to um, mm. the first image of the first twin peaks, and Pete just being able to fish, yeah. and and um, and then. We just carry on and Laura's gone and uh, and he continues fishing and I think that image mm. of letting his friend go on forever and that sort of immortal image of no he's fishing now he's fine he, there was no pain in his life in Pete's life mm. um and because Jack Nance had a very tragic life himself his, his second wife um hung herself they they tried to help her but uh she succumbed to her depression um, and the way he died and the way he died was yeah pretty mysterious and and, and bizarre uh in a yeah. in a well they he said he was in a he was in a fight and he got a big bruise and it was um a bit like houdini he was in a fight and then the day after he he had the effects and he just died um yeah from a, a, a issue with his brain, uh, uh, just a tragic end, really. Um, sorry. Mm. Yeah. So his last film was
1: Lost Highway, mm. and then there's his deleted scenes from uh, the Missing Pieces that came out in 2014.
0: It's fine with me. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's an odd one. I, um... but he's obviously great in this. He's great in Blue Velvet. He's great in Twin Peaks. Uh, A bit of a yeah, and uh, it's it's an odd one because he's an untapped talent beyond the world of Lynch, as so many of these Lynchian figures are. Yeah, I was thinking about that whilst watching this. Mm. I think if uh, if if he'd because he died in '96, so Twin Peaks is early '90s. I think he may have had a bigger career after the boom of Twin Peaks? Because Eraserhead was a pretty underground midnight movie for many, many years, released in 77. Um... A lot of
1: times I don't
0: know the meaning of the idea and it drives me crazy. I think um, we should know the meaning of the idea and I think about them, I think about them. And I tell this story about my first feature, Eraserhead. I did not know what these things meant, you know, really meant. And on that particular film, I started reading the Bible. And I'm reading the Bible going along. And suddenly, there was a sentence. And I said, forget it. That, that's this thing. That's this thing. And um, so I should know the meaning for me. But when things get abstract, it does be no good to say what it is. You know, It's better all viewers on the surface were all different. And we see something, and that's another place where intuition kicks in, and inner knowingness. And so you, you, you see a thing, you, you think about it, you feel it, and you go and you sort of know something inside. And yeah, I'm going to sort of forego a lot of the formalities of the show this week because it is such an elliptical film. Uh, I have the yeah. best 10-minute best stretch, other than the dinner, which we've touched upon. I don't know if there is a distinct, I guess you could say the the pencil factory dream? Maybe.
1: Wait, yeah, because it goes from the lady in the radiator yeah. and then to the pencil factory. Well, I, which is around 10 minutes. Hmm. I'd,
0: say. I'd say the dinner. The dinner is certainly the standout mm-hmm. and sets sets a scene. I, I, I instead, Let's get into best single minute. All right. So we have the opening sex scene, can you call it? (laughs) Yeah. With the baby being created dropping from space into this pool of water. Yeah. Or semen. (laughs) No, whatever.
1: uh, The guy pulling the
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. The lever, the man on the planet, maybe yeah. I, I think is what he's yeah. down as. Um, yeah. So are we? So what are we thinking? Are we thinking that it's a cosmic thing, that this baby has been implanted uh, in Mary um, by complete cosmic intervention? I don't know. I don't know. Is it this a story on... about Mary and Joseph? <laughs> What if Mary and Joseph, what if Mary was impregnated against, not against her will, but um, by cosmic, by divine intervention, mm-hmm. and then Joseph <laughs> couldn't take it? <laughs> so he killed the baby. So he killed the baby. Yeah, what if it wasn't Jesus and it was this monstrous devil thing? It's like a perversion of the, of, of the, of, of the Bible. <laughs> In many, many ways. Um, I then have The Lady in the Radiator, yeah. a very, very stark and beautiful and deeply un- unsettling lyric of, in heaven, everything is fine. Yeah. I think, you know, we talk about embodiments of depression and, mm-hmm. and um, presentations of that, and it always leads into the dar- leans into the darkness of it. Yeah. And uh, there is an inherent darkness of it. But pe- and people talk about the darkness at the end of the tunnel. And, um, but it's... For Lynch to make his embodiment of depression and that, mm. that terrible, haunting quality of suicide, you know, br- you know tra- beckoning people, as it does so many times, mm-hmm. and having that be not a devilish, dark image but a light and beautiful one
1: mm-hmm.
0: is so tragic and affecting in its juxtaposition. I, 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 very, very, very um, unsettling. Mm. What, what do you take of it?
1: Okay, uh, cause I was, that was one thing I was thinking about at the end as well. And um, because obviously Henry ends up dying, but mm. before that he kills the baby who, he's been pretty terrified of. It's laughing at him before he killed it. The... Yeah. Could you view him killing the baby as him trying to free it and go to heaven as well?
0: Yeah, definitely. And end
1: it suffering? Yeah.
0: Why? Well, yeah, end the baby's suffering, because it's not healthy. Um, however, we don't see any other babies in this world. No, so maybe this is how all babies are, but also the mother goes, they don't even know if it's a baby. Yeah, but, well, yeah, it,
1: I mean, a lot of people kind of think it's sort of a post-apocalyptic film because there's mm. the picture of the nuke on the wall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's and just radio. a wasteland. Yeah, oh.
1: <laughs> that so, too.
0: Yeah, I like that, That this is the first, maybe the first baby of the apocalypse mm. and so they have no idea what these babies are gonna be and then this comes out.
1: Yeah. They don't um, even know
0: baby. Yeah. A lot of the imagery uh is, is evocative of um of Lynch's growing up and he's talked lots about him mm-hmm. uh moving to I think it was Paris or somewhere, uh for his to help with his photography. Um or I don't know if it was Paris, but some beautiful place. And he was like, no i'm not getting any inf- i'm not getting any influence this is too beautiful and then he came back and he went to those philadelphia dingy parts that um i've been to philadelphia i studied in philadelphia uh-huh. uh, for four months and um i've seen it i i mean it's a far better place now but um yeah those dark terrible industri- overly industrial places yeah and uh, the yeah, that sort of wasteland aesthetic. Just t- terrific, terrific here in the film. Uh, which leads us into Tom, Tom's Widley's specific favourite part of the film. I love the chicken. Absolutely adore the chicken. <laughs> yeah. With, when its legs are moving.
1: Just bleeding. And then Would, uh, the mother.
0: If you could have one thing, if you could own one thing from a razorhead, would it be the chicken, the baby, or Jack Nance's head?
1: I'd say the. I'd say the chicken. It's it really would be it. A,
0: it would be funny to bring out at dinner parties.
1: Yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> Just
0: set that in the flat. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do come down with me, and uh, me and Jay are gonna do a luncheon dinner. They're homemade chickens. What? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else. Oh, I'm doing a bit of, I'm doing sea bass. Yeah. Okay. It's just regular chickens. It's just regular chickens. We just have a soft industrial hum in yeah. in the background. Everybody yeah. else plays nice music and we play disastrous heavy industry music.
1: Have you heard um David Lynch's industrial soundscape? It's like ten minutes long.
0: I, I haven't heard that. I've listened to some of his other al- I've listened to some of his albums. Mm. Part- clown time? Big clown yeah. time?
1: Crazy clown time.
0: Crazy <laughs> clown time, yeah. Crazy <laughs>
1: clown time. No, because uh, I used it in a, a performance that you watched. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. as the background.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just very evocative. Uh, any any weirdly specific favourite parts of this uh, that that you really enjoy? Um, I mean, I like him was... washing his feet in a puddle <laughs> in a muddy puddle.
1: Um, it's the end.
0: There's, I mean, oh, all of it's pretty insane. <laughs> that end image is rather stark and beautiful, uh, yeah. and also it's that stark white. Mm. Which we really haven't seen in the visual language of the film thus far yeah, it's massive contrast and uh, and yeah it just brings home yeah. that the beauty of the beauty of um, death
1: so there's um Mary moving her no there's Mary's mum moving <laughs> her grandmother's hands to make food. <laughs> <laughs> then uh,
0: lighting your cigarettes is, is some form of gift.
1: And then there's the scene where, uh, just before that, where Henry arrives and meets the father. He's like, what do you do, Henry? And Henry's like, I'm a printer. And then he's like, you're a printer? And then it just start, it suddenly gets really tense. And he's like, look at my knee! <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the dogs start woofing.
0: It's uh, certainly a rather stark, uh dinner um <laughs> uh let's move on to um best line mm-hmm. let's move on to best line i have here uh henry may i speak to you a minute over here did you and mary have sexual intercourse why <laughs> <laughs> why i
1: i love mary <laughs> yeah
0: But you must have felt good. I
1: I understand that even during Elephant Man, uh, one story that must have been just so fulfilling, you really admired Stanley Kubrick, you know, one of the great filmmakers of all time, and one of your producers in Elephant Man said that uh, he had met Kubrick and Kubrick had invited him over to his house to see a movie, and he said, oh I got to show you this movie, it's one of my favorites, Eraserhead. So you found out that Stanley Kubrick thought Eraser had once, once you had finished it was one of his favorites. That was a great um, moment for sure. It wasn't um, one of his favorites, it was his favorite. And okay. it wasn't it was the producer and several people that were working with uh, um, George Lucas. They would come to Elstree Studios to check it out for uh, George uh, to come and shoot there and they were, you know, met Kubrick, and Kubrick invited him up to his house that night, and he said, I want to show you my favorite film, and he showed him a razorhead.
0: Well, that's impossible, it's only been mother, they're still not sure it's a baby. Haunting, on one level, quite funny, but on another yeah. level, terrible. I mean, it's very evocative of, of the end of Rosemary's Baby. Hey, it's eyes, mm. what have you done with his eyes? he <laughs> has his father's eyes
1: um, I have straight after that when they go back and then the father just goes after a moment of silence the dinner's getting mighty cold
0: yeah <laughs> you don't blame him <laughs> it, looks, it looks a nice dinner um, yeah. it always annoys me with those big dinner scenes in movies mm. when, they leave, when they leave the food it's terrible I remember having a family argument. This is going to sound very Lynchian. I remember yeah. having a family argument, and we and it was a steak night. And I and I and I was very interested. Like obviously, the argument I should have been invested in, but I just kept thinking, "We're wasting good steak." <laughs> I, I and then we had to have this cold sopping steak because um, oh, we couldn't fry it again because oh. it had already been overcooked. And it was like, yeah. mm. it, it was it was, a, it was a very stark image. Uh, right. Mary usually does the carving, but tonight, since you're, I guess, you could do it. I just I have cut to them talk
1: up. About up his arm.
0: I just <laughs> cut them up like regular chickens.
1: Like regular chickens. <laughs> um, I've got. Oh, you are sick.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just taking the temperature, and then.
0: He's yeah. yeah. got a lot wrong. he He's a, a lot more than sick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which leads us into, what's the change? I don't necessarily have any. It's not my favourite. It's nowhere near my favourite Lynch. Same. But, but I wouldn't, change, I any wouldn't change any of it Yeah, I don't know. I think you know.
1: It's like the preference when it comes to his type of mood, I'd mm. say. I mean, I wouldn't change it because it's distinctly its own mm. film and atmosphere. But and also
0: to say it's his first film and it's 1977, there's nothing technical that I would change. Whereas yeah. later, there are certain technical things. I think his experiments with um, digital cameras um, in Inland Empire. I think there are technical stuff there that I think decre- take away from the film. But yeah. also in this, just, it's fantastic. I, I, I genuinely, this, this, for the story that's being told, the effects are excellent. It's not a single yeah. shoddy effect. I mean, bloody hell, that gigantic head! Yeah, I know. But also the um, the baby itself. Mm-hmm. You know, they never talked about what how they made the baby, which I which I love. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's I mean, been theories about it being maybe a calf and or a rabbit. Just yeah. Yeah. plethora of different things, uh, and yeah. you're never going to get to the bottom of it. And I and I respect that. I never think that there's going to be a point where like five years before he dies, Lynch writes a tell-all autobiography. I I don't get that vibe.
1: Um,
0: And I appreciate that. So So many filmmakers now, I mean, Darren Aronofsky was the biggest one with mother, and I enjoyed mother, but on his press tour, he was talking about, this is what this means, this is what this means. And I thought, no, give it a year, maybe, and yeah if you want to do that interview where you say no no I, I i love people bringing their own stuff to it this is my opinion of it mm-hmm. but not on the press tour i went into that uh, well my review when i went to see my film uh teacher toby the day after i said uh, i saw five movies over the weekend uh and, it, and he said oh right and i said i said i saw a biblical al- biblical allergy a very dark comedy a home invasion movie um a uh a, I can't remember the other two. And they were all mother. Yeah. <laughs> did you like mother? I did. I very much enjoyed Mother. I think okay. I think it's maybe my favorite Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. But I also think it'd be better without with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I love any movie where Michelle Pfeiffer is back. Get Michelle Pfeiffer in everything. Apart oh, from murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, Anything left from your notes? Uh,
1: No, I just said Mary reminded me of
0: Sandy from Blue Velvet. Mm, Yeah, there is that repeated, um, repeated caricature archetype, is the word. Yeah. Of that all American, perfect, uh, platinum blonde 50s figure. That um, mm-hmm. Lynch, and in many ways, um, in pop culture mm-hmm. and film, that is the ideal of innocence and perfection. Yeah. And Lynch loves to throw that ideal into the most horrific consequ- into yeah. the most horrific things possible. Yeah, and kind of sub- subvert it mm. with Laura Palmer. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. for 30, 30 odd hours. Uh, More uh, of subverting that to great, great, great fact. I don't have any of the notes. Uh, Tagline, oh, sorry, a few fun facts.
1: Uh
0: When production on the film took longer than expected, David Lynch had to sleep in the same room used as Henry's bedroom for over a year. Uh, Woof. Stanley Kubrick, uh, Stanley Kubrick loved this film. Yep and he made the cast of The Shining watch it, among others, to get the mood for uh, the film that he wanted. Yeah. Very nice. um, I've got one. Oh, go. Uh,
1: so, David Lynch watched it for the Criterion restoration and said, it is his most perfect film, and he's most proud of it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, there we go. We're talking about what's to change. Yeah, I might I might be able to get behind that. it being his most perfect film.
1: It's his most personal, I think.
0: Well, yeah, and um, mm. many, many, many speculate, uh, well, it's not even a speculation. He'd just mm. he'd just become a father. Yeah. and so the anxieties and stresses of that are bounding about in his very experimental mind. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is this is the product of that. David Lynch has offered cryptic comments on the baby prop, at times stating that it was born nearby, or that maybe it was found. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> uh, The film was created in a piecemeal fashion over five years, with many sets rebuilt after being torn down to make way for other work. Through all five years, Jack Nance's only request as far as comfort or entertainment went... I want a room and a chair." And he kept his hair in the same frizzy style the whole time. The sparse, drawn out shooting schedule is revealed when at one point Henry opens a door and Nance ages 18 months between two cuts. Two years in, cinematographer Herbert Cardwell died in his sleep at 35. And after four weeks of searching, Frederick Elmas was chosen to take his place. Oh. After a poorly received test screening, David Lynch believes he had mixed the soundtrack too high a volume, and uh, he also cut 20 minutes of footage from the film, which has never uh, made its way to any DVD or anything. Uh, These include uh, Catherine Coulson as Mm -hmm. The Infant's Midwife, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, a scene of a man torturing two women, one of them once again being played by Catherine Coulson,
1: yeah, there's a picture of that in the uh, booklet, hmm. in the Criterion,
0: And uh, one of Henry toying with a dead cat. <laughs> of course. Uh, the script was originally 22 pages long, uh, so he had struggled for people uh, funding it because they thought it was a short film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Pixies, uh, where is my mind's own, frequently perform in heaven at their gigs. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, the enlarged baby's head uh, was made by David Lynch and Jack Nance. And it was made in, oh, there we are, for yeah. our uh, audio listeners. Uh, that, uh, Jay just showed us a picture. Uh, it was made in Lynch's backyard where it was clearly visible to the neighbors and they called it that big egg. <laughs> Delightful. Cool. Uh, which leads us into tagline rundown mm-hmm. Be warned. The nightmare has not gone away, and that is often exchanged with warning: the nightmare has not gone away. Mm-hmm. In heaven, everything is fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Uh, where your nightmares end, and a dream of dark and troubling things.
1: Yeah, I think I've seen that one.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I don't really have Tom's big question. And um, we've, I think, all in all, we've introduced what we're going to be doing this month we've talked yeah. about eraserhead um is there anything left for you that you want to say jay about eraserhead before we move on to uh, the elephant man next episode no <laughs> no yeah it's great it's, it's a great film and yeah. it's a perfect perfect introduction uh, maybe not for a first time viewer uh, of lynch <laughs> But it's a perfect yeah. introduction into the world of Lynch that we uh, love so dearly. Jay, it's been yeah. a pleasure. Uh, the, right. the Elephant Man is next. Oh, no, 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 no! that
1: will be my first time.
0: It is your first time with The Elephant Man, yes. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, Lynch holes are Dune, uh, and it was The Straight Story. Um, mm. you too. And, uh, but you've got The Elephant Man. I look very much forward to uh, what you think of it. And we will see you then.